time to change partners. Welcome to the Team Crushing It podcast. This is your place, the place where we figure out how to crush those obstacles that are in front of our goals. We figure out how to crush those timelines. We really figure out how to crush life. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you joined me here today. I've got a story to tell. It's story time, boys and girls. So if you're joining me here, uh, as far as on our video or on the podcast, the audio, whichever it is, just take a time and listen in to me about this. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever been the one? Have you ever been the one? Let me tell you. Um, my mom is going to hate that I tell this story like this because it's not entirely true as far as this part of it with it. Um, but you know, my brother and my sister are 11 and 12 years older than me and their names are Michelle and David. But my name is Ojinga Carr. I am a certified high performance coach. I didn't tell you that. Um, but my name is Ojinga. And so I, I tell people all the time it was the seventies and people were using a lot of drugs and that's it. And so she hates when I say that she really does. But I was so far behind my brother and my sister and like all of my cousins were always older than me. I was like in this own little spot. And so I was the one you may not be able to tell here looking at me now. Um, but you know, at one point in time in my life, I was six, seven, um, I'm six, six now I shrank because of my knee now having in cartilage in my knees, but, uh, I was six, seven and played football in college. And so growing up, all the way through my life, I was always the biggest kid, but I skipped a grade in elementary school. Um, I graduated from high school when I was 16. So people looked at me as being, as being smart. People looked at me as being um, a terrific athlete because I was able to play football, basketball, and baseball all the way through high school. It was the one. One of my cousins even calls me to this day the franchise, that's what they call me. They call me the franchise. Do you know what kind of pressure that is to be considered the one, the one that's going to be? Because I had so many older cousins who almost made it to the league, almost got injured in college, all those different things. So we had athletic ability in our, in our family. I mean, my sister ran uh, collegiately at the University of Houston in the heyday of University of Houston, um, was a terrific athlete. So I had all these great athletes in my family. And so they expected me to be the one. But let me tell you a story. So my birthday is July 27th, all right? But I'm lucky enough to have two birthdays. My other birthday is September 22nd, 2006. So on September 22nd, 2006, I walked into a hospital in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I was thirsty and I couldn't keep anything down. And I was really in a, in a bad spot. So I walked into the hospital and they asked me, Mr. Carr, do you have diabetes? And I said, no, no. Even though my dad was in a hospital at that moment, dying of complications from diabetes. So I was like, nah, I mean, cause I never thought I did. I never, I never, but I also never took my sugar. I didn't know. 
So they gave me a prick on my finger. And when they pricked my finger, the meter didn't give them a number. It just said hi. <laughs> it was just like, this is high. We don't know. It's high, right? That's it. Okay. And so they admitted me into the hospital and they already took me to the emergency room. And they then drew some blood. So they drew some blood. And I noticed it was weird. Like, I noticed the nurse's station. And there was like one nurse at the nurse's station. Then there was a nurse at a doctor at the nurse's station. Then there was a nurse and a doctor, another nurse, and another doctor, the nurse. And they all kept whispering to each other and looking at me. And they whispering to each other and looking at me. And so I was like, what is going on here? My blood sugar, when I walked into that hospital was 954. Now, I don't know if you know anything about diabetes, but your sugar should run between 90 and 100. So I was nine, 10 times the legal limit. You know, if you're nine, 10 times the legal limit driving drunk, well, you're, you're not gonna make it. There's some bad things that are going on, okay? If you're nine, 10 times the legal limit of anything, they were really trying to figure out, why is this guy alive? That was a good question, though. Why was I alive? Because I felt the weight of needing to be the one. That weight manifests itself in so many different ways. It manifested into your entire life. You feel it in everything it is that you do. That weight manifested itself has a real weight on me as well. Ladies and gentlemen, when I walked into that hospital, hobbled into the hospital with a 954 sugar, I also walked into the hospital weighing 487 pounds because the weight of everything had happened to me. You see, I did get to college. I did play football, basketball, and baseball all the way through high school. I did play football at a high level in college, but I tore my knee up and never made it. And what I did, when I stopped playing football at 20, it's 20 years old when I stopped playing football, my doctor told me my knees were 50, literally. He said, your knees are 50. You have the knees of a 50 year old. And I spent the rest of that time trying to kill myself for my entire 20s. I'm gonna tell you more about that. We'll talk more about that, about what the shift and what happened in my life. And so we'll talk real soon here on the Team Question Podcast. Talk to you in a minute. It's a jungle out there in the business world. It's hard to stand out from all the other businesses that are doing things that are similar. But one thing we know, people buy from experts. It's time to show your expertise in your business by creating a book or a course that really shows your methodology and how it is you do things. Hit the link and let's create that today. So welcome back to the Team Crushing It podcast. Where was I? Yeah, okay. I was 487 pounds and 954 sugar and laying on a hospital bed in Hot Springs, Arkansas. But it's not where you are at the moment that actually creates what it is that's happened. 
took years and years and years of me not caring about myself, not valuing myself to get to that moment. So the doctors and the nurses, they're all trying to figure out what to do with me because not only did I also have um, this intense situation, I also had no insurance either. <laughs> and so like, it's probably a bad idea to get fatally sick with no insurance. So they were just trying to figure out what, what they were going to do with me. And so I was at a real low point at that point in time, a real low point at that point in time. And so um, I was laying there and my mom was a soldier. She really is. I told you, my dad was in the hospital, critically ill in um, Little Rock, Arkansas, about 40 miles away. She heard I was in the hospital. I called her and told her that they were checking me in and it was within an hour, hour and a half that she showed up at the hospital. And so at that point in time, I really thought it might be okay if I don't make it. Maybe I wasn't meant to be anything more than what I had been in this world. Maybe all those things that people thought of me were wrong. Maybe they thought I was going to be, um, maybe being a failure was okay. And maybe just, and, and not just failing, but staying in failure. But I looked at my mom and what I saw in her eyes changed my life because I realized I was killing her. And so at that point in time, I found something worth fighting for. Write that down. Not if you're driving in your car somewhere or whatever, but write that down. Something worth fighting for. Because that's what it is that we need in our life to move forward. And so at that point, I bargained with God. Ever bargained with God? I had bargained with God before in college, you know. I was like, man, if you let me get over this hangover, I promise I won't drink again. <laughs> you know, if that test is a minus instead of a plus, it, it would be really great right now with that, you know, those things, right? But I really, really bargained with God at that point in time. I said, look, if you allow me to get through this, I will change. I will do something different in my life. And I'm in it. Now, does that mean that at that moment that everything was good, that everything magically happened for me? No. What happened is what I like to call the three pound difference. So what's the three pound difference? One of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire. You know, um, my kid on there. Did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Did you know that the human brain weighs three pounds? It does. The human brain weighs three pounds. The average human brain weighs three pounds. So it was a three pound difference in my life. I shifted in my mind and then my body had to follow afterwards. At that point in time is where I started to learn about the three C's. Clarity, content, consistency. 
You see, if you can be clear about what your goal is, if you can be clear about what your goal is, you're clear about what it is that you want in your life and what your goal is. If that content of that goal is real, it's real, it's there for you. It's real and you have it, right? And you can be consistent in your actions. You, my friend, can get whatever it is that you want to do in your life. So it took a lot of work. Um, ultimately, it took a lot of crying and pain and tears. And it really took a lot more mental work than even the physical work. I told you I play ball, I play football. And people think of football as an extremely physical game and it is an extremely physical game. But it's more mental than anything. I learned more mentally from football than anything else. I learned about that if I was strong enough, could I be strong enough mentally in order to be able to overcome? Could I be able to move in the way that I needed to? Could I, could I be strong enough to finish the, that running assignment? Could I be strong enough in order to be able to do this? But all that was mental. And so it took a lot of mental work. But ultimately, lost 200 pounds. I like to think that I lost all the bad parts of me. But, you know, it's still there. Um, and I really learned what I needed to do to make a shift in my life. Because let me get you to understand, I was starting at rock bottom because I had a quarter million dollar hospital bill that came from that and no insurance. So what came from that was bankruptcy. So starting at the bottom, like Drake, started at the bottom, now we're here. I want to tell you more about that and how to be able to take those steps and what to do with that next. So I want you to be thinking about what is a your thing? What is your thing? What is your place to be able to move? What are you thinking about? How, how do we create that? How do we create that space? How do we do that? I want you to think about that. And we'll be moving more and talk more about this very, very soon. All right. Hope you're enjoying this podcast. I hope that you are taking this like, Repeat this, share it with other people because we need to be able to figure out how it is that we get those things done. I'll talk to you soon, right after this break. My name is Ojinga Carr. It's a jungle out there in the business world. It's hard to stand out from all the other businesses that are doing things that are similar. But one thing we know people buy from experts it's time to show your expertise in your business by creating a book or a course that really shows your methodology and how it is you do things hit the link and let's create that today and welcome back to the team crushing it podcast i asked you a couple of questions i hope that you're thinking about those what does it feel like to be the one have you ever bargained with a higher power? Bargained and, and said things that you're gonna do? Well, I pride myself in being the how guy. I don't care about your what or your why. I care about your how. I pride myself in being able to figure out how it is that we take dreams and actually achieve them. So out of that lowest moment in my life, when we left off, I was there, um, you know, bankrupt. And, um, facing a real health challenge at 
you know, only, what, 30 years old? Um, yeah, only 30 years old or so um, with that. And so that was a real issue in my life. I, I, I didn't think I would see this time. I didn't think I would see him. Doing, I was, you know, really working through a lot mentally. But what came out of that was what we like to call the success recipe. And so the success recipe is dream, believe, work, achieve, repeat. Dream, believe, work, achieve, repeat. So I want to talk about dream for a second because at that point, I was, um, I was uh, actually running a nonprofit program in Hot Springs. It was called Dream Team. You never know in your life how things are working towards you and working, working for you to be able to, to kind of put all together. I had no idea. I had no idea that there was these things that would help me to, to move forward. And so DREAM in that program was an acronym. And so that acronym was devoted, resilient, excellent, ambitious, and motivated. To, uh, and it was dream team. So it was together, everyone achieves more. So devoted, resilient, excellent, ambitious, and motivated. So in order to be able to dream in your life, you actually really need those things. We need to be devoted to whatever it is. You know, um, I used to tell the story all the time about the chicken and the pig, right? And their uh, level for breakfast, their level of devotion for breakfast. Now, the pig, if you had bacon and eggs, the pig gave its life for breakfast. It gave its all, okay? But the chicken was just like, bloop, and dropped the egg and kept going, okay? Don't be a chicken in your devotion. Be a pig in your devotion. I don't know. That might have been the first time anyone was ever told you to be a pig. But be a pig in your devotion. Because we have to be devoted. We have to know that that dream is what we need. And you got to be resilient in how it is you're dreaming, okay? Because things are going to happen. I can guarantee you that things will happen. I can guarantee you that whatever your dream is, that things will happen and the opposite of it, that things will, will, will make it more difficult to do something. And then we've got to be excellent, okay? So excellent, okay, my guy uh, Les Brown used to talk about this all the time, like look excellent and outstanding. Like when you aim for excellence, right? You aim for excellence. If average is right here, when you aim for excellence, you have all this space to where you can still hit. But whereas if we aim for above average, we just want to be just above average, just above average. Then if we miss, you're going to go below average what you do. So it's about excellence. It's about making sure that we can be excellent in what it is we create and how we do that. And then there's ambitious. Your dreams should be ambitious. Your dreams should scare you. They should shake you. They should make you feel like you want to do something. Right now, stop for a second. Think about what's your dream. What is your real dream that you have? And then finally, are you motivated for it? Is it something that drives you? That's so important to be driven. Be driven for it with your dream and be able to create it. It's huge. It's huge, okay? 
So devoted, resilient, excellent, excellent, ambitious, and motivated, that's a dream. But then we also think about what it means to believe. But before you think about what it means to believe, I need you to understand this one thing about dreaming. We dream in fuzzy black and white, but our nightmares are in 4K color. The things it is that you're scared of in your life, they are in 4K color. You look at them and you can, you can feel them, you can sense them, it's every part of it, right? But our dreams is like, eh, eh I might wanna do that. Oh, it'd be nice. Oh, it'd be nice that I need you to be able to feel your dreams in that same way. I need you to want to push through and, and, and love it. Can you do that for me? Can you do that for me with your dreams? How you do that is that you believe in them. You believe in your dreams. Okay? So by believing in our dreams, that means you are convinced you are resolute. You are standing in who it is that you are. You're standing in what it is that you want to be able to get done. You're standing in what you need to be able to create in your life. I want you to stand in your belief right now. What is the last thing it is that you believed in that was positive? The thing is that we believe all of the negative things about ourselves in our life. We believe all the bad things that are there. I understand that. I get that. Stop. It's time to believe in you. It's time to believe in your dreams. You can do that at any point in time in your life. Change is as easy as turning over a glass. You don't need any sort of New Year's resolutions. You don't need anything. You can believe now. I'm gonna show you how to believe and be able to put that work into place in just a moment and we'll be right back. It's a jungle out there in the business world. It's hard to stand out from all the other businesses that are doing things that are similar. But one thing we know, people buy from experts. It's time to show your expertise in your business by creating a book or a course that really shows your methodology and how it is you do things. Hit the link and let's create that today. And welcome back to the Team Crushing It podcast. I hope you're taking notes. Take notes on what we're doing here. I don't want you to just, just to be a, a situation that this is just something that you just listen to. I want us to be, this to be something that we live. We're taking this trip together on how it is we crush these obstacles in front of our goals. So learn from my story. I had a story to tell. Learn from that. Learn from what it is that we've created here. We're talking about how it is that we crush life. That's what it's about. I'm just been, I've, I've been just been blessed to have the opportunity to be able to create this movement and to be able to do this for this time. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this podcast. So understand this. Let's talk about how it is that we do the work because the work is so important, okay? And it's the mental work. I'm a big, big proponent for taking care of yourself mentally. And the reason why that is, is because I've suffered through depression, 
through all these different things, these feelings, because the feelings of not having self-worth. So you got to understand that even losing 200 pounds for a long time, I would still look in the mirror and still see the same dude. Even now, I'll go back and I'll look at um, a picture and I'll instantly feel those emotions. Just even the thought of it, just now. Just now, right now, I'm being completely transparent. This is my window pane here for you. Completely transparent. I'll feel those emotions and feel that and feel like what got me to that moment and what, what happened with me there and how did this, how, how did that happen and, and where, where did it come from? All of that. But you've got to do the work. So understand it's about the work, okay? You need to be able to ask yourself three questions about the work, whatever it is you're doing, okay? Is this something I can do? Is this something I can learn? Or is it something I can delegate? So think about the things that are in front of you for the work towards your goals it is that you want to get done. Is it something you can do? Is it something that's in your wheelhouse? Is it something that you like to do, you can do, you can rock it, you can make it happen, right? Is it something that you can learn? If it, is it worth it for you to learn and know and be able to know how to be able to create it and, and do so? Is that worth it? Is it something that you can delegate? We should have things that we are giving to other people, things that for them to be able to do. So I say we many times, right? Before the longest time of my business, it was me, myself, and I. That was the we. It was all we. Had, we had a board meeting. We talk about it and we argue with each other. We fought all that. Okay, me, myself, and I. But I recognize my business changed in my life when I started allowing other people to be able to help. When I stopped having the entrepreneur defect. The entrepreneur defect is when you think that you know it all and that no one can do it better than you or no one can possibly get to the place it is where you need to go. Okay. So what I need you to do is what we like to call have a level of acceptability. Okay. I recognize all of you are rock stars. And so you do it right here at this level. I recognize that. Right. Then what we have to do is look at and say, all right, what is the level of acceptability of the task? So if it's anywhere in this area, those of you that are writing, imagine them, that I'm raising my hands and showing it or that you're watching on, that you're listening and not, and not, uh, not watching a video. If it's anywhere in that area, that is the level of acceptability. We got to find ways to be able to do the work. Okay. We got to find ways to be able to do the work. So once we do the work, now we've achieved it. We've achieved the goal. What are you going to do to celebrate it? What do you have that is sitting waiting on you at that finish line? Do you know that that's like the thing? It's the thing that, that motivates animals. And we're just big animals. <laughs> it motivates everything is being able to say, what is the carrot at the end of this? What is the thing? that? Because if you're just doing the work just to do the work, if you're not actually doing the work in order to be able to create, then what are we doing it for? Why is life worth living? When I found, once I found something worth fighting for, I then needed to understand why is life worth living? Why am I here in this space? What, what is it that's going to happen for me that does that? 
for me. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense for you. I say does that make sense a lot of times because I'm used to being in front of people. But I want you to nod right there with me. If it makes sense, then hit us on our pages, our social media pages, if that makes sense. If that makes sense, then share this video. Share this audio. Say, hey, this guy, you ought to check it out. Because what I'm trying to do is set the stage for you to be able to figure out how it is that we dream, believe, work, achieve, and then repeat. The repeat part is awesome because we have to put systems in place in order for us to be able to do. We have to put systems in place. We have to know what it is that we need in order to be able to repeat. It should not be a lucky strike. It shouldn't be a lucky strike that you made it in your life. Luck is where preparation meets opportunity, right? What are you prepared for in your life? What are you preparing for in the next three months right now? What are you preparing for? What are you creating? What opportunity is gonna come in front of you? Friends, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being a part of this community, this Team Crushing community, because you're officially a part of it. My dad said something great. He said, we are a family related by affinity, if not through consanguinity. That meant that we are related by the love of that we have something, even if we're not related by the fact that we have the same blood. Let's do that love, and let's keep rolling. Keep crushing it.